Welcome to the FCBC NYC podcast. We're so thankful that you decided to join us in this moment and in this season in your life. Our prayer is that this podcast will be a catalyst for conversion and transformation and that you will be inspired and renewed in such a tremendous way that your desire will be to be your best for God. Again, thank you for listening, and we're excited to see what is next in your life. Mark, the fifth chapter, the 19th verse, it reads, it reads something like this. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the demon-delivered man begged to go alone, but he wouldn't let him. Jesus said, go home to your own people. Tell them your story. Everybody shout your story. <laughs> what the master did, how he had mercy on you. The man went back and began to preach in the 10 towns area about what Jesus had done. Here it is. He was the talk of the town. Go back. It says, go home to your own people and tell them your story. What the master did, how he had mercy on you. Lord, bless the reading of the word. Would you look at your neighbor, say neighbor. Oh, neighbor. I don't know about you, but I got a story. I got a story. I got a story. I got a, I don't know about you. I don't know, but I don't know what you got. <laughs> I don't know what you rolling with, but I got a story. I, I could run right there and go home. I got I don't care what you've been dealing with, but I, I'm sorry. Here, <laughs> let, 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 let me begin the sermonic treaties with this statement to get everybody on board and on the same page. Let me just let me just begin this sermon from from jumping and tell everybody, don't ever underestimate the power of your story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't, don't underestimate, undervalue, underrate, play down, or underemphasize the power of your story. Somebody say your story. Everything that God has ordained or allowed to go through and allowed you to go through and come out of has the ability to be compiled as a story that not only should empower you, but your story can help somebody else. Somebody shout, I got a story. Don't ever underestimate or undervalue the power of your story. It doesn't matter what chapter of the story of life you're in, whether it's the reconstruction chapter, the resolution chapter, the deleting some folk out of your life chapter, the God is good chapter, the getting my mind right chapter, that I'm fine by myself chapter, that he gave me one more chance chapter, that I'm free chapter, I'm leaving you chapter, or that's enough chapter. Slap somebody and say, I don't care what chapter you in. Whatever chapter you're in, don't you ever underestimate, undervalue, play down, or underemphasize the significance of your story. Somebody say, my story. Do it again. Say, my story. All of the pieces of your life are connected to each other and have thus far created a narrative, a story that serves as a source of power for you and a source of power for folk around you. Let me do it. God has been too good to you to minimize the significance of your story. 
God has been too good to you for you to diminish the weight and the substance of your story. God has opened too many doors for you. He's made too many ways for you. He's healed too many hurts for you. He's broken too many chains for you, for you to decrease the impact of your story. Everybody got a story. Somebody wave a hand and say, I got a story. Yeah, yeah, you, you got a story and you can never underestimate the power of your story. One of the most powerful stories, Reverend Keisha, comes from the pages of history. Let me just do this because y'all know this is what I do. It doesn't come from a preacher. It doesn't come from a prophet. But it comes from a short-framed black woman by the name of Fannie Lou Hamer. Fannie Lou Hamer was the co-founder of the Mississippi Freedom Democratic Party. And she would travel in 1964 to the Democratic National Convention to demand that her party would be seated in place of the all-white Mississippi Democratic Party. When given her turn to speak, she situated herself at the microphone. And with her southern drawl, she began to give voice to her struggle. Talk about how horrible and gut-wrenching. She started to tell a story of how she was harassed and jailed, and insulted and beaten for simply trying to register to vote. She tells a story of being mistreated and abused and assaulted and battered for registering to vote. There was complete and absolute silence in the hall as Miss Hamer told her story. Her story of being violated because she wanted everybody to know all she was trying to do was exercise her constitutional right. She says these words, coldest lines ever. She says, all of this is on account that we want to register to become first class citizens. And if the Democratic Freedom Party is not seated now, I question America. Is this America, the land of the free? The home of the brave where we got to sleep with our telephones off the hooks because our lives have been threatened daily because we want to live as decent human beings in America. What a story. I asked myself the question. Why did Miss Hamer come with statistics of disenfranchisement? Why didn't she come with analytics to describe the exclusion of blacks in their intent to vote? Why did she give the statistics of the number of black folk who were disenfranchised voters? But then it dawned on me, Ms. Hamer knew something. She knew the power of her story. She, she knew that telling her story would bring to a conclusion that at the end of the day, if there's to be any progress, if there's to be any advancement, if there's to be any growth, they don't need statistics. They need my story. I need somebody to get that for you because it must be the same for you and I, that God gives us experiences and events and moments and situations and circumstances. Watch this, y'all. Not for us to hold to ourselves, but rather to recognize there is power in your story. Somebody say power. The Bible itself is one entire story of God's redemptive plan in the earth, God's power and God's provision. Within the same book, there's stories of fear turning to faith, misery turning to hope, grief turning to joy, weakness turning to strength, death turning to life. All you got to do is look at the book. The book gives us stories, be they literal, be they figurative. They're powerful stories. Abraham on top of a mountain. That's a story. Jacob wrestling with the angel. That's a story. Moses at the burning bush. That's a story. Joshua at the Battle of Jericho. That's a story. David anointed king over his brothers. That's a story. Esther standing before the king. 
That's a story. Hannah praying at the altar. That's a story. Deborah becoming a judge. That's a story. Ruth and Naomi. That's a story. You sitting at FCPT today. Guess what? Because you can't. You got a story. Matter of fact, matter of fact, listen, your story is not an accident. It's not a mishap. God constructed the story. I like how one author says it. He says we have God scripted stories that not only feed our faith, but feed the faith of folk around us. God orchestrated your story just for you. We are story shaped creatures. We are born in the stories, raised in the stories, live in stories, die in stories. That's why you can't underestimate your story. Listen, that's why I love it. Sometimes I have to raise a critique, Pastor Mike. Uh, Sometimes in church, I got to refrain from telling my folk to say God is good. You know, because that's the throwaway line. God is good. Yeah, yeah, we know that. Ta-da. Well, we know that. Come on. That's good. That's a, that's a, that's, that's a propositional statement. That's a propositional declarative statement. The problem I have with God is good is that it doesn't give the full impact of how good God is without a story. Oh, okay. Anybody can say God is good. But if you don't follow it up with a story, what is the depth of what you know about God? I need to know you've been through something. I need to know that you've seen something. I need to know you hurt, but God. Let, 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 me, let me see if I can do it. Let me see if I can do it. Let me see if I can do it. I know God is good, y'all. Somebody say yes. But let me see who I'm working with here. Has God ever fixed a problem for you? Has God ever healed your heart? Has God ever renewed your mind? Has God ever delivered you from something? Has God ever rescued you from something? Has God ever pushed you to do something? Has God ever encouraged you to do something? Slap somebody say, I got a story. I got a story. I got a story. I said, I got a story. And here it is. The greatest tragedy of your life is to die with an untold story. Shut up. Shut up. How you going to go through your whole life and you ain't tell nobody the mess you had to go through to get to where? You don't waste your time not telling your story. Somebody needs to know about the brokenness and the battles, the worry and the wounds, the trials and the troubles, the hurt and the hell, the sadness and the situation. But in spite of it all, God brought you through. God brought you over. God brought you out. Somebody say yes. Don't ever underestimate the weight, the impact of your story. That they think somehow some folk think some folk think this is me. I grew up in church, so I know that some folk think you need some elaborate near death experience. Come on, church, come on. You know, you flipped over 12 times. But uh, no, 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 no. Somebody say, I don't need all that. Come on, say, I don't need all that. That's good, but sometimes you just need to tell folk, He covered me. Y'all just missed a whole shot. Sometimes you just need the folk. He healed me. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm in New York. Um, he kept me from some stuff. 
Yeah, shout out, shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you can tell folks he took it from me. Some, sometimes you just need to tell folks he added it to me. I, so, sometimes you just need to tell folks, here it is, I've seen him work. Is there anybody in here that's ever seen God work? Then you got a story. Somebody shout, I got a story. Shut up, shut up, shut up. In our text this morning, Jesus is traveling into the country of the Gadarenes. The text says there was a man who meets him who's demon-possessed. Pastor Mike has a sermon called From a Maniac to a Miracle. Like, I don't know that. (laughs) Demon names himself Legion. Which lets us know that when just one demon in this man was multiple demons. The demons made this man lose his mind to the point that he hurts himself, pulling at his skin. One gospel writer says he was chained and, and the demons were so strong, it forced him to break his chains. Jesus, Jesus in this story, huh? he cast the demons out of the man and he puts them in some pigs. and The pigs end up running off the cliff and killing themselves. That's the first part of the story. The book says that the people who were used to seeing the man possessed came back and must have been surprised. They almost didn't recognize him. This line says that he was sitting clothed and in his right mind. Y'all going to miss it right here. The book says that the people became afraid because they were not used to seeing the man heal. Just possessed and broken. They were used to seeing the A side, but they weren't used to seeing the B side. Y'all, God help me in here. They they were used to seeing him wounded and worn and not whole and healed. They were used to seeing him broken and burdened and and not well and favored. Listen, listen, let me just give you this and I'm moving on. Some folk can only handle the A side of your life. They can't handle the B side. Y'all remember we had them LPs? There was a, I said, do y'all remember them LPs? There was an A side and a B side, and they would always put the cuts on the B side because you had to flip the A side. You had to flip it over and listen to the real song. Beloved, some folk only want to see you broken and wounded and discouraged, but you need to tell them, but I got a B side in my life. When God showed up, he changed everything about me. He changed the way I talk. He changed the way I walk. He changed the way I give. Is there anybody with a B side that can jump up now and give them clue? Slap somebody and say, I got a B side to this story. Text says, text says, text says, he's healed. Jesus is getting ready to get in the boat. I need y'all to see this. Forgive me. Jesus getting bold. The man said, shoot, I'm going with you. <laughs> you. You healed me. You delivered me. You set me free. I'm going to be with you. Jesus said, pump your brakes, play. <laughs> Jesus says in the text, now you don't need to go with me. Go back to the same folk that you come from. 
and you tell them your story. Woo! <laughs> it's interesting. He doesn't say his story. He said, tell them. I, I got to hear y'all. Your story has the power to help other people. Can I do it, y'all? Can I do it? Stories offer firsthand accounts of what God has done in your life. God has not put you through what you went through just for you to be selfish and keep it to yourself. He gave you a story so you can tell it and help somebody else be great. For me, I grew up around folk who, through oral culture, told stories of resilience and strength and faith and favor. I grew up around grandmothers that didn't have degrees, but they would stand over pots of greens. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. And as a little boy, I would listen to them tell stories of how God brought them over, brought them through it. Well, one time, I got to tell y'all this quick story, and I'm, I'll move on. Uh, I'm teaching. Uh, at te I've been teaching for years at the University of Oklahoma, and I get to the section on how the enslaved ancestors were forbidden from praying, praising, and worship. That in certain parts of the Alabama South, it was illegal for enslaved people, our ancestors, to pray, to praise, and worship. And I got to this one part when I talk about kettle pot prayers and how the enslaved would put rocks in the middle of, on top of the floorboard and they would put kettle pots on top of the rocks. And in order to not be punished, they would whisper prayers under the pot. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't, y'all They would whisper prayers under the pot so that the master couldn't hear them. And they would whisper prayers under the pot so the Y'all not helping me in here. And while I'm teaching it, one of my students say, Pastor Coleman, you so emotional when you get to teaching about this. Why you, why you so emotional? I said to this student, because I'm the byproduct of some kettle pot prayer. I wish I had some folk. I wish I had some folk that were the byproduct of some kettle pot prayers. Somebody prayed for you. Somebody had you on their mind. Is there anybody in here today? That's why I don't ever get too big on myself. That's why I don't ever get arrogant or conceited. Because I'm the byproduct of a kettle pot prayer. Is there anybody at FCBC that could shout because you're the byproduct of somebody praying? Slap somebody and say, that kettle pot got me here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you ever ignore your story. Sometimes your story is not meant for you. Sometimes your story is meant for your enemies. Shut up, home. Shut up, home. Jesus sends this man back, not just for his family and his friends, but he sends them back to tell a story to the very people that turned their back on him. Sometimes God puts you through, not for the folk that love you. He puts you through for the folk that didn't love you, just so you can go back and tell them, look at me now. You wrote me off, but God wrote me in. You put me down, but God lifted me up. You forgot about me, but God remembered Slap somebody say, I got a story. I got it. I believe. I'm almost done. 
I believe you got a story, and your story is for other people. Somebody say other people. Here's the other hook. Here it is. I believe this is me musing that Jesus sent the man back to tell a story so the man could find his voice. Remember, the demon had taken over the man. So when he spoke, it was the demon speaking. Uh, so when Jesus cast the demon out of the man, the book says he was clothed and in his right mind. Somebody say, I believe that. I believe. I believe God gives you a story just so you can recognize that your voice is different than it used to be. Shut up. I don't know, but I said something. I'll shout myself. I just felt that thing. See, discovering your voice means you're unveiling a side of you that doesn't sound like the former you. When you're in depression, you sound depressed. Y'all help me in here. When you're in fear, you sound afraid. When you're in doubt, you sound like doubt. When you're worrying, come on, y'all, you sound like you're worrying. But when you step in your voice, your voice changes. I wish I had some help in here or some folk that ever had your voice change. Have you ever had your voice change? One day you talk like this, but God stepped in. Now you talk like that because your voice <clears throat> let me clear my throat. Change your voice. Is there anybody in here that got a voice change? Slap your neighbor. Say, my voice is changing now. I feel my help coming now. I feel stronger now. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Somebody say, my voice changed. Here, here it is. I like it. One commentator says this, Pastor Mike. You, you don't find something new inside of you. Instead, you find a little more of you. Because sometimes you're waiting on other people to help give you your voice. God says everything you already need was already inside of you. You just had to discover that it was already there. I got my voice back. I said I got my voice back. I said I got my voice back. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I got my voice back. I'm steadfast and unmovable. I got my voice back. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not walk. I got my voice back. God is a very present help in the time of trouble. I got my voice back. No weapon formed against me is able to prosper. I got my voice back. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise a standard. I got my voice. Slap somebody. I got my voice back, baby. I got my voice back. You better watch out. You better. Every devil better run right now because I got my voice. Okay, okay. okay. Here it is. I'm done. God bless y'all. <laughs> God bless y'all. Yeah. yeah. Tell your story because it helps other people. Somebody say helps other people. Tell your story because it helps you find your voice. Somebody say, I found my voice. Did y'all get that point? You don't need to check your fever. Check your voice. 
When you wake up in the morning, just check your voice. What you sound like in the morning? But I believe, I believe God, Jesus sends this man back to tell his story to his folk. Because the story always points back to God. See, see, Jesus says, go back to your family and friends and you tell them your story. That mess with me, y'all. That, that, ugh. Can't you see the man gathering his stuff? Reverend Lakeisha. He packing his back. Okay, you want me to go back? Okay. But I know, Pastor Mike, there was some hesitancy because often we feel ashamed that we were ever in that predicament in the first place. Y'all not, y'all not. And so I can see the man packing and thinking what they gonna say about me. <laughs> when I get back, what, when they saw me last, I was losing my mind. But something happened between hither and thither. <laughs> When he said to himself, I really don't care what anybody thinks about me because you wasn't the one that delivered me. And sometimes you got to dismiss your own self from your own thoughts and talking yourself out of what God has done. You need to let other people's opinion of you go. If God brought you out, give God praise. If God brought you over, give God praise. They ain't do nothing for you anyway. Is there anybody in here? Wait a minute. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, let me do. I'm done. I'm done. Forgive me. Let me dress it up. Let me dress it up. Here it is. He packs his stuff up. He walks back to town. Yeah, I can see him walk back to town. And I see him look outside of his eye and say, you, you used to call me crazy. I can see him look over this person. You, you used to say I lost my mind. I can see him look over and say, yeah, I remember you too. I, I got receipts on everybody. Y'all not helping me in here. But then I can see him hear Jesus say, this ain't about you. This is about me delivering you. Y'all just missed a shout in here. And, and I can see him shake himself and say, let, 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 let me tell y'all what happened to me. Um, I met a man who didn't judge me, didn't condemn me, didn't criticize me, didn't undermine me, didn't hurt me, didn't use me. All he did was spoke to me. And now I am where I am today. Beloved, I don't know about you, but somebody in here, that's your story. You're not what you used to be. You're not what you used to go through. Can I find 50 people in here that can give God a shout because you're not the same person? You used to be, you walk a little different. You talk a little different. You act a little different. You sound a little different. Can I find 50 people in here that can give them a shout? Because you're not, oh, okay, I got to do it. I was lost, but he found me. I was hurt, but he healed me. I was broken, but he mended me. I was bound, but he freed me. I was weak, but he strengthened me. I was abused, but he fought for me. I was neglected, but he loved me. I was hungry, and he fed me. Anybody got a story? It was dark, and he became my life. 
I was lonely. He became my company. Is there anybody in here that can shout right now because you got a story? Is there anybody in here? It is. It is. I'm done. I'm done. It is. Y'all ready? I don't know if the man said this, but I'm going to say it. I can imagine him going back to his wife and his children. And his wife looking at him and saying, what did the man do for you? I can imagine him saying, he did the impossible. I, I got a news for somebody in here. When God does something in your life, you ought to call it impossible. When God brings you back from sickness, you need to shout impossible. When God heals your mind, shout impossible. Is there anybody at FCBC that got a story to tell? God brought me out. God brought me over. God brought me through. And I'm going to give him a shout about it. Is there anybody in here that can give God glory right now? It is. It is. It is. It is. That's it. It is. Y'all ready? It is. Tell your story. Tell, tell your story. Don't let nobody co-op your story. You went through that so you could tell somebody else. If he's ever done anything for you in your life, you make sure you tell folk. You don't know the half of what I've been through in order to get where I am. I'm done. Here it is, y'all. At some point in time, you got to say to yourself, God, thank you for the mountains. Thank you for the valleys. Thank you for the times I had to go through. If I never had a problem, I wouldn't know that God can solve them. I wouldn't know what prayer can do. So, beloved, that's it. When you leave church today, don't just leave on some high leave because you got a story to tell. Leave because God has done some amazing stuff in your life. And watch this, and I'm done. And when you leave, your greatest testimony is this. I've seen God work. I'm done, I'm done. I've seen God. Is there anybody at FCBC that's seen God work? Have you seen him work in your life? Have you seen him work in your family? Have you seen him work in your health? Have you seen him work in your mind? I need you to lift your hands and somebody shout, I've seen God work. There it is. Lift them up. I've seen him work. I'm done. Lift them up. I've seen him work. You don't have to like the story, but it's your story. I've seen him work. He's turned things from a mess to a miracle. He's turned things that were broken and put them back together again. He's taken people and me from depths of pain and insecurity to now I can stand and declare that I know who God is and I know who I am. Somebody shout, I got a story. That's it. That's all I want you to get when you leave here. I got, don't you ever undermine, undervalue, and underestimate what God has done in your life. Make sure you tell your story. Somebody give them praise right now.
Thank you for listening to the FCBC NYC podcast. We hope that what you heard was informative and inspiring and in some way created a space for you to have a creative encounter with God. You can follow us on social media and on the internet at fcbcnyc.org. Please follow and also contribute. If you've been blessed by what you heard, support us financially that we may continue to offer these podcasts. Thank you again, and we look forward